welcome to the Resilient Joy podcast. I'm your host, Danae Peterson. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you can find value in what I bring to you here on the podcast. I'm here to teach you to release perfectionism, conquer anxiety and depression, and build confidence and resilience habits so you can handle all of life's ups and downs. So what do you say? Let's get started. Okay, welcome to my first episode. This is called Expecto Patronum because I am going to talk to you a little bit about some Harry Potter stuff. So just so that you guys know, my Dementor today is honestly that you guys are going to be terrified or I am terrified that you are going to see me for what I really am, which is basically the voice in my head that says I'm a total hypocrite because sometimes some days I don't tap into joy very well and I don't remember to use what I've spent years learning. But I always try to come back to what I do remember, um, even on the days that I have a really hard day. So I heard a quote a little while ago from John C. Maxwell, and he said, um, maybe he heard it from someone else, but it said, I'm either up or I'm getting back up. So like we can have all the feels, we can feel all the things. It's so important to feel our emotions. We'll talk more about that in some later episodes. Uh, but I wanted to kick it off today to talk a little bit about some of the mentors that I've had over the last six years, um, particularly postpartum depression. So I am a Harry Potter nerd, bear with me, but I do want to just put a disclaimer in here. I do not own the rights, the names, the ideas created by JK Rowling in the Harry Potter series. I am just a huge fan. I've learned from her books. I've just like constantly reread her books. Um, fun fact, I've read the books about 15 times each (laughs) really fun fact, right? And I just feel like so many of these themes that she has throughout her books can apply directly to life. So on my, on my wall in my office, I have a quote and it says, happiness can be found in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. And this is from Dumbledore. So I want you to just take a minute and let's think about Harry Potter. Let's go back. If you've never heard the story, let's go back to the story in the third book when he is faced with a Dementor. So what is a Dementor? Well, in Harry Potter, a Dementor is this creature that essentially shows up and tries to suck all of the happiness out of you and leaves you an empty shell that doesn't feel anything, right? Not a good feeling. Not a good combination of feelings at all. But... She really, um, in her books, JK Rowling has like talked a little bit, well, not in the books, but later in other, in other interviews and things like that, she's talked about how this was her kind of way of embodying or characterizing depression. And I feel like for me, this is how depression felt, especially postpartum after I had my first baby. So for me, this was a period of time when I had a really hard time, like letting joy into my life. I felt like it was kind of sucked out. Um, the way that a Dementor sucks out joy. So Dementor sucks out the joy from your life. So in Harry Potter, he has to learn how to cast a Patronus and he goes to his teacher, um, to learn how to cast this Patronus. And this Patronus is essentially something that acts as a shield and helps protect him and kind of make it easier for him to bounce back from an encounter with a Dementor. So casting a Patronus charm, it takes a lot of work and it takes effort But the most important thing that I feel like I've kind of taken from a lot of these experiences as I've reflected back on various different seasons of postpartum depression, because if you know me, I have now had three kids. And so I've had postpartum depression at least three times. Um, I've also had a miscarriage in there, so we can maybe say four times, but like we, we are such resilient people. And I feel like if we can look back on our life experiences and find something to grow from, then that can, that can make a big difference. So for me, I 
looked back at the, this happiness quote and it, something kind of stuck out to me, uh, when I read it, I think it was last year, um, last year when kind of everything went down, right? Everything went crazy. And it was this idea of turning on the light. And so that for me was like a light switch in my own brain, because I realized like all of these different things that I had done, all of them required action. Like when I was in this place of feeling really depressed and feeling really like helpless and lonely and all of the feelings that can come with postpartum depression, I was the one who had to make the decision to ask for help. I couldn't do that. Um, nobody else could do that for me. I had to do that for myself, but it takes action. And you know what? Sometimes action is hard. Um, sometimes action can feel really difficult, but I promise it's worth it. And it doesn't have to be big, crazy things. Sometimes it's literally as simple as just reaching out to a friend, reaching out to a family member, reaching out to, you know, your spouse and connecting with someone and letting them know like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now and I need some help. And so for me, that was like one of the first things that I had to do. So in the story, Harry reaches out to a friend for help. Um, he's, it's his dad's friend who's also the defense against the dark arts teacher. And he asks him for help to learn how to cast a Patronus and he has to show up to practice this. And so I feel like I have kind of developed, developed my lifestyle Patronus in major, like in these major ways that work for me. And I hope that I can share a few of these with you and that you can to kind of take this and, you can apply it to your own life. So keep in mind, like turning on that light, it doesn't just happen to anybody and you really have to train for it. And so for the last six years, I have been training for it every single day. And so anytime I encounter a life dementor or a curveball or whatever you want to call it, I can fall back on some of these things in some way, shape or form. So I turn on my light and, um, I can typically like flip that on, kind of bounce back from a difficult situation more quickly utilizing these, I guess they're five things. So the first thing is I exercise. I do this from home, but that doesn't mean that has to be where you do this. And exercise doesn't have to mean you're going and you're doing some crazy hard workout with a personal trainer or, um, I mean, literally exercise can be as simple as doing a few jumping jacks or just getting your body moving and going for a walk. Uh, but getting moving literally releases endorphins in our brain. And those endorphins can combat the feelings of depression. Those like those hormones that are being suppressed by depression. Um, it can help combat those. So I love that. That's one of my favorite ways. And I have grown to love it. I didn't always love it. But the second thing that I love to do is a gratitude practice. Practicing gratitude is not just making a list of things you're grateful for. And I feel like so often that's kind of what is uh, portrayed on, you know, on social media and blogs. Like a lot of times we hear like, be grateful. And it's like, okay, make a list of 10 things you're grateful for. And then you're going to feel better. But really gratitude is something that we practice just kind of like a meditation practice. And so when I kind of had that, that flip of a moment of realizing like gratitude was a practice, it was something I needed to consciously do every day and not just write out a list of things. Um, that helped me a lot. So I actually use my gratitude gratitude in a meditative practice, but other ways that I do this are maybe looking at Facebook memories, lots of funny things pop up in Facebook memories. Right. And I also look through like old pictures of my phone. Um, I keep a journal and I just write down 
maybe not every single day, but I try and just reflect every day on something that I'm really, really grateful for. Um, you can call these like kind of like those, those camera moments that you can just take a picture in your brain and you just like sit with it and you experience it. And it can be as simple as like just watching your kid walk for the first time or watching them laugh for the first time, or, you know, those baby giggles, or maybe when, uh, when you got married or when you met someone who is your best friend or who's your spouse, like there's so many different moments that we have in our lives. And if we just take time to really pull those back up to the surface and get them out of our memory brain, out of our memory bank and into the forefront of our thoughts, it can make a huge difference in how we feel. Okay. Number three, connecting with positive people. So this can be super easy. This doesn't have to mean you're going and like meeting with people all the time. I used to think that was what it was, but really digital age has made so many ways for us to connect with people. This can be zoom calls, video calls from like FaceTime. You can do Marco Polo. There's just so many ways that you can connect with people who can give you perspective. And these people like should obviously be people that you trust. Um, disclaimer in here, insert therapy, super good things. Um, I've had at least a couple, one, two, I've had three different therapists over the last six years and I need to get another therapist, be totally honest. I'm still working on that process. Uh, but having those positive people to connect with and those people who can give you perspective on your life and on what's going on makes a huge difference in how we can kind of bounce back from those difficult situations. The fourth thing that I really have found helps me is I listen to positive people. So this can be things like personal growth books, podcasts, um, being in a coaching program, like where you're working with a mentor who's teaching you how to do different things with your, uh, with your, uh, your mindset and how to approach life differently. The last thing is to be present over perfect. Honestly, you guys, like about a year ago when I made the switch to just really, really dive into the feeling of I want to be present and I want to start the day present. I want to end the day present, even if I'm not perfect in the middle in between because nobody is. That helps me just feel a lot more joy at the end of the day because I can look back and I can say, okay, you know what? If at the end of the day, all I did or all I feel like I can really, really dwell on is that I was really present with my kids before they went to school and I was really present at bedtime and I made sure to hug them and kiss them and just give them all of my attention and my love, then that feels so good. Um, also, if you have a baby or someone with a baby, the relentless pursuit of baby giggles makes a huge difference. So I hope that these five tips were helpful for you. Just remember you hold your magic wand. You have to be the one to cast the magic spell to cast your own Patronus. It starts with you. So let's just start here and come back for another episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for joining me on the Resilient Joy podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share your favorite moment with your tribe on Instagram, tag me at myjoyfitjourney, and if you have a moment, leave me a brief review. Until next time, keep creating your pockets of joy every day.